Welcome to the Eastern Current Fishing Podcast presented by Outdoors by Owner. I'm your host, Captain Judd Brock, here today with another great episode. We hope everyone had an incredible Christmas and New Year and is excited for 2023 like we are. On today's episode, I sit down with Clement Cullens, co-founder and CEO of Outdoors by Owner. We discuss his life growing up on the Georgia coast, fishing for redfish, triple tail, tarpon, and more, and tell the great story of Outdoors by Owner. If you haven't already, check out Eastern Current on Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes below. There you'll find weekly extra video content as well as a weekly podcast called Ramp Talk. On the Ramp Talk podcast, you can catch Mike and I discussing our trips on the way to the boat ramp each morning. In 2023, you can also find an extra podcast each Thursday brought to you by Captain Cam Pappas and Captain Ozzy. They'll be bringing on other guests and doing their own show here on the Eastern Current platform, and we know you'll enjoy it. Well, guys, we hope you enjoy the episode. Clement, what's going on, man? Thanks for hopping on the Eastern Current podcast with me. Excited about uh, this episode, but uh, but how are you doing? I'm good, Judd. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. We are uh, excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, outdoors by owner, and, and maybe talk a little bit of fishing. I would love to do both. So, like I mentioned, you guys, Clement is uh, is the co-founder CEO of Outdoor by Owner, uh, and I will let him get into and explain exactly what that is in this podcast, which I know y'all are going to be excited about. But um, just a blessing to have him on and, and to be partnering with him for for 2023. This is the first podcast of 2023, um, and it's going to be a big year. We're excited about everything that's in the works and and uh, excited to be partnering up with with Clement and Outdoor by Owner. Um, but man, let's let's hear a little bit of your story. Like how? Tell me how you got into fishing. How you got into the outdoors? Where you grew up? I want to know a little bit about you. This is new to me too, so I'm excited to hear this this part of the story. Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, um, I, I guess I, I got into the hunting and fishing world, the outdoors world, kind of the the cheap and easy way. I was I was born into it. Um, my dad was a Big hunter, big fisherman, grew up on the Georgia coast, um, down St. Thomas Island, uh, grew up doing nothing but inshore fishing, uh, had a great childhood of catching redfish and sea trout, flounder, you know, and then as I, as I grew up a little bit, um, I realized it was just like the coolest thing in the world to have been raised in a a really great fishery, a really great place, and uh, and really, as I got into my late teens, early twenties, got really into um, both inshore and offshore fishing um, even more. Started traveling around a, bit, a lot. Uh, have fished most of uh, the Florida coast, you know, Louisiana, Texas, North Carolina, South Carolina. I've kind of been all over inshore fishing now. Um, had some offshore fishing mixed in, uh, which which I love to do, but it's certainly not as much my my forte. Uh, so yeah, that that's kind of it, man. I I was born into it, did it with my dad um, growing up. Developed friendships with folks around the the marinas when we were kids growing up, and those are are still most of my fishing buddies. That's so awesome. that's uh, that's it. 
Yeah. So it, it, nowadays, if you had perfect conditions and could be anywhere you wanted to be with, you know, fishing wise, what would it be? What would you be doing? Oh man, what a question! It's, what a, it's question, a tough Jay. question because you're guaranteed perfect question. conditions wherever you go. That's the tough thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess uh, I guess it'd probably be catching tail and red. Um, in the flooded marsh, either, you know, Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, anywhere those redfish are tailing. Um, I just love pulling through the, the salt marsh, um, and having that sight cast with those big aggressive reds, um, coming through there. So that, I guess, you know, that, that's kind of the cheap and easy answer. Uh, so flood tide, flood tide grass fishing for redfish. Yep. So we yeah, would we I, would pass each other at the boat ramp because I would be coming in from fishing low tide redfish, and you would be heading out to to target the flood tide. See, I love the flood tide, but I like the, I love the low tide tailing fish a little bit better. I think. Yeah, we've got so down down here in Georgia, we've got a little bit tricky trickier fishery. Um, those on the low tide, those fish definitely school up big time uh, in the winter. Yeah, uh, but but they can be. They can be a little bit trickier to target, um, but I'm I'm with you. I, I, oh, I don't think there's a better share. one. I don't think there's a better one. It's just what 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 draws you more, you know. And and a lot and most people say the grass. For some reason, I like the low tide a little bit better. But y'all have y'all's tides are so big that do those fish do they will they stay in the same little creek system like high and low, or do they fall way out of those creeks when the tide drops out? Uh, you know they they kind of hang in a general area. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the high tide uh, marsh that you can fish for and tailing is, is generally not far from a, a low tide flat or oyster bed sure. that they'll be pushed up around. Um, and, you know, I, I guess part of the reason that, that my answer is the high tide um, marsh polling is down here we, we do have really big tide swings, yeah. but it's only, uh, you know, it's only every couple weeks that we get a set of tides that um, is high enough and you know, with enough daylight, especially in the, in the colder months, you know, it gets dark a lot earlier. And so there's a lot less windows to, to go and target them um, yeah. up on the high tide. That's uh that's very true. It's a little more special because you don't get to do it every day. Um, I yeah. feel like your area, man, is like the, the best kept secret of, of shallow water sight fishing. It, it, on yeah, the, so on the East Coast. Yeah, let's tell all, all your listeners about it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it really is that. I mean, if I could start over, just ba- and I've never really fished. I fished a little bit of Georgia around Savannah, but very very little fishing down there. And from everything I hear, I'm like, man, if I could start over, I would have gone there. I would have started. I feel like I would have started guiding there just because it's so intriguing. And and you've got. You're, you're far enough north. You, well, I feel like North Carolina is pretty cool, too, because you get a lot of the northern types of fishing. Like, we have tog fishing and, like, a, a lot of northern flounder that come down and, you know, real good sheep's head fishing and then and, and some of the, the stuff that happens, you know, up in the Chesapeake Bay and up in New York. And then we still have, like, tarpon that come up from Florida. We're not too far north for that. But y'all have a really cool mixture as well, kind of where y'all sit. I feel like Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina gets a really cool kind of mixture of all that. So... Yeah, yeah, we have a we have a tremendous fishery. You know, the Georgia coast is only about a hundred miles long, um, but it's got I think oh don't quote me on this, but I think it's like twelve hundred miles of uh, 
coastline, wow. shoreline on it. Just, you know, huge marshland, estuary, and uh, ecosystem in here. Everything comes in here to breed. Uh, we've got great redfish spawns. We've got the trout and flounders and sheep's head coming through. I mean, it, it, there's a little bit of everything. You're exactly right. We get the tarpon coming through, too. Um, you know, not as much sight fishing on the tarpon. Right. Uh, there's a few guys that are that are great at that around here. Uh, but but a great tarpon fishery. We've got uh, some some pretty unique stuff, too. Like, we've got an awesome uh, triple tail fishery in Georgia. Uh, but, you know, you, you joke and you say it's undiscovered. It's uh, it certainly is a lower pressure ecosystem than uh, say you know around Charleston or or Moorhead City or you know any of the big metropolises. But right, uh, right. but we are getting there's starting to be some telltale signs of some, some serious pressure and uh, and you know I think everybody from the the guide community to the recreational anglers are all kind of. Uh, starting to get a little bit concerned about some of our, our fish populations and, and working with uh, the Department of Natural Resources in Georgia, who's super receptive, um, has, has done great things to, to help us protect this, this awesome fishery we have. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I've see, I see a lot on social media lately of a lot of guides that I follow down in Georgia that are speaking up about limits and you know, different, different fishery management policies that are going on down there, which, and it seems really cool. Like, it seems like every time I, I'll follow somebody, like, um, I think it's Scott Owens. Is that, uh, yep. yeah, Scott yeah. Owens, I follow him and he's always posting about something and then it'll be like, Oh, they, they approved it. Like, it's just so cool to see that. Cause in North Carolina, it's like, you know, we're battling, battling and there's just never any headway into what we're pushing for. So it's, it, it is cool to see a state and a, and a management system that is, is listening and, and making, and I'm very out of that, so I could be wrong about this, but it seems like they're making making decent steps towards it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so one of the one of my many hats that I wear is uh, I sit on our fin fish advisory panel, which is uh, for saltwater anglers to have sort of a, a voice in the government um, as far as the the limits for our saltwater fin fish go. Uh, and so it's been a really cool. Uh, learning experience for me to see exactly what goes into those regulations. And like, for example, Georgia has you know, a five redfish limit right now, right. five per, per angler. It's a lot of, meat. um, <laughs> it, it is, it is. And you know, our slot is pretty low. So it's, uh, 14 to 23 inches. Um, so a lot of those fish, you know, you can go catch five, 14 inch fish and be totally within the law. Uh, and it's been really cool to see the guide community and the recreational angling community all kind of come together and say, you know, even if that's legal, we probably shouldn't do that. So a lot, a lot more captains are, are practicing catch and release or in, they're encouraging their charters to the recreational guys. Um, same thing, you know, folks are, are really getting a, a good, um, organic groundswell of conservation, which yeah. has been great to see. And then, yeah, the, on the government side, um, we're making headway towards those those regulations, um, decreasing the limits. Uh, they they got kind of uh, they got subsumed by some other political stuff that was going in for the the fall session. So hopefully we'll get those regs passed. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. In in the spring, but uh, I'm I'm sitting here holding my breath for it. 
Heck yeah. That's how we are too, man. We're still battling a lot of overfishing up here commercially and, and, and recreationally. I mean, once a fishery is depleted, it's overfished by everybody. You know, it doesn't matter how people are catching them. It's if the fisheries, if the fish stocks are already low, I mean, it's, it's overfished by everybody, but, um, just a uphill battle, man. It's a tough, tough one. And it's, it's just so hard to, to get your voice heard and, and to let people know where and what they need to be doing to be having their voice heard, you know? So, that's uh that's yeah. something that I know CCA and North Carolina has been working hard to to try to do, but it's uh it is an uphill battle. But man, let's 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 talk a little bit about. So you you grew up fishing. Did you, did you were you hunting a good bit growing up as well? Yeah, yeah. So uh, if I wasn't fishing, I was uh, I was hunting, and uh, of of the hunting, you know, did have done a little bit of everything, um, but mostly. If it has feathers on it, that's uh, that's my jam. Yeah, me so. too, man. I cannot sit well, still in a deer stand. <laughs> save my <laughs> life. I love all I, the pre work, like hanging the hanging the stands and putting feeders up and cameras. But like, as soon as I sit down in the deer stand, I'm like, why do I lie? Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, big duck hunter, yeah, dove, quail. Obviously, down here in Georgia, we've got a, the some of the best quail woods uh natural quail and and of course release birds um all over the place so yeah i mean i i've just been in the woods or on the water my entire life um and and that's uh it's been a great way to to grow up and uh i guess at this point i'm theoretically grown up but i i feel like i'm still a little bit of a kid because i get to get to go out and do all this fun stuff yeah me too man it's like I know people joke about like, yeah, when I'm grown up, but like, I do still feel like, oh man, when am I going to be an adult? Like, I, I don't really know. Um, so hopefully never, right? Hopefully never. <laughs> hopefully I'm respond. I'm a responsible child is what I want to be. <laughs> but, uh, so let's talk about outdoor by owner. So to take us through the birth, you know, the idea of outdoor by owner and what outdoor by owner is. Well, for, first off, kind of give us a little, I don't even know what the best way to dissect this is. Let, let's talk about what outdoor by owner is and kind of how it came to be. Does that make, is that, yeah. is that too big of a question? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a huge question, <laughs> right? But, uh, I, I've given the elevator pitch enough time to, to kind okay. of dissect it. Um, I want so, to hear yeah. the story about how you came up with the idea. Cause I, you've told me a little bit about it too. And I feel like it sounds like a fun story. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, really the root of outdoors by owner is, uh, to provide a short term rental platform. So, you know, for, for the listeners, think kind of Airbnb, VRBO. So short-term rental platform that doesn't characterize properties uh, by how close they are to a beach or a city center. Instead, we provide information about the outdoor activities that are around the house. Um, so, you know, anything from hiking and biking to, to hunting and fishing, you know, highlighting public lands uh, that, that you'll have access to public waters. Um, you know, we, we feature houses by their, you know, obviously it matters how many bedrooms and bathrooms a house has. If you're going to go stay there, whether it's a vacation or, you know, a guy's trip or girl's trip or whatever. But, uh, we, we try to really highlight the outdoors friendly amenities, um, whether that outdoor cooking areas or, you know, fire pits or, you know, access to, to public or private lands and water. Um, so any of our houses, you can, uh, they can be tagged with activities. 
So, like I said, hunting, fishing, hiking, biking, um, they can be tagged with species. So, you know, redfish, trout, flounder, waterfowl species, what, whatever the owners um, want to uh, want to advertise. Uh, and then uh, we highlight also access. So we encourage the owners to, to highlight, you know, there's a boat ramp within a mile of the house or there's, you know, a WMA, a, a wildlife management area or a state park or, or whatever the, uh, the access may be. And so really we're just trying to get people out into the, the woods and onto the water and, you know, provide them with knowledge and experience. And, yeah. and the, the really underlying tenet of Outdoors by Owner is to make everything informational. So when you go to our website, uh, we want everything to be at least a little bit informational. Um, so if you haven't been to a location before, you get information about that location. Okay. If you haven't targeted a species before, you know, if you're a freshwater guy who wants to come down to the coast of Florida and try your hand at some, some redfish or some snook or, or whatever, uh, we provide information on that. We we try to do all this um, in a lot of different ways. Uh, anything from our blog posts and our experience-based posts, which are kind of regional dissections of of areas, telling you you know what you can expect in any given little quadrant. Uh, so we've got like all the coast of Florida kind of dissected up, the coast of Georgia, North Georgia mountains. Um, we're we're just expanding into South Carolina and North Carolina, so got some good information coming on to that. Um, and then you know, so that's kind of your thirty thousand foot look. And then we we encourage the owners, and you know, we help the owners uh, curate the listing to provide you know down to about say fifteen thousand feet. So uh, local hotspots, good outfitters to go check out while you're in the area. Um, you know access to, to boat ramps, access to to fishing areas, all those things are provided on the listing side. Uh, and it, it's really, we're, we're really trying to empower all of the owners uh, to characterize their property a little bit differently than they, they would if they were uh, advertising on Airbnb or VRBO uh, and give that little bit of information. And, you know, in, in my experience, um, folks go to places because they have heard of them before, right? Right. Or, or they, they know somebody who's been there or, you know, they saw a TV show and, you know, somebody was catching redfish in North Florida or, you know, catching snook in Southwest Florida or whatever. But nobody, nobody goes anywhere that they they haven't really been exposed to from a, a fairly personal source. Right, um, right. So it's always like my brother or my friend told me or whatever. Oh, word and of so, mouth is the most powerful marketing there is. <laughs> yeah, and so we're trying to kind of uh, update the way that people plan their trips and bring it into the the twenty first century and and you know make it less word of mouth and, and more uh more free information out there that can help people um accomplish their their goals whether that's you know 
you or I going to somewhere that we haven't been before because we just never heard of it or, you know, the a guy who grew up fishing but hadn't done it in 15 years and wants to take his kids and doesn't know where, where to really restart. Yeah, so yeah. that's, that's kind of the whole goal of, of outdoor fire. I think what's so cool is, is that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I can hop on the website. I could search like, you know, Florida redfish and it would pop up with properties that, that are focused around that are in Florida and, and are, are, are areas that might be good for me to go redfish. So it might have a boat ramp nearby, might be water that, you know, accessible water that that's good for red fishing. And I think that's su- such a cool way to be able to, to search, like to just already know. Cause I mean, I, I've, I've spent hours on, on Airbnb trying to find a property with a, you know, a dock or a boat ramp or near a boat ramp. And you're it, it, to take out all those little steps and, and just to be able to find those pieces of property really quickly um, just makes it so much easier and to know that it's built around and, and, and someone, someone else is already thinking about, all right, this is good for an, if someone who wants to tarpon fish in the keys. This is a good house for you, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's exactly right. And, that, and that's kind of the, the foundation of the whole thing. Um, and in fact, that, that was the, what was underlying, um, the idea of outdoors by owner, which, uh, we, we started men, um, my buddy now, now I'm a business partner, but, uh, about a year ago, I was on a trip. I was down in Apalachicola. Um, I was, uh, actually duck hunting and, uh, <clears throat> we were, I, I've done this Apalachicola duck trip, um, for a number of years now. And so I have decent information, but it seems like seemed like every year I was kind of having to reinvent the wheel, um, figure out exactly where to stay. Um, you know, the first couple of years it was where to stay, what to do, how to do it. Tons of research went into it. Um, and then that last year, uh, the house we were staying at, you know, had a dock and was supposedly, you know, perfect for, for our purposes. Um, we had three duck boats, so didn't need a whole lot of draft and pull up and, and the house, you know, it had a pier, not really a dock. Uh, there were no pictures of the, of the dock or pier on the Airbnb listing or VRBI. I can't remember which one. Uh, and then it, there was, there's a little bit of a wind issue down there. So if you've got a particular wind, uh, it kind of blows all the water out and, you know, so we get down there and, and our dock wasn't exactly a deep water dock. It was more of a shallow water pier. And, uh, and I, I think I just kind of, I lost it. Uh, <laughs> I ended up, I called my, my buddy who's now, now a business partner. I said, man, there's got to be an easier way, right? Like there's got to be some avenue to, essentially curate an entire trip without running all over to the ends of the internet and, you know, and still not knowing exactly what you're going to get. So, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time looking and didn't really see that anybody was doing this. And and so we, we hopped in, uh, that was on a, I called him on a Sunday, uh, and on that Monday, I, I quit my job and uh, incorporated 
our company the next day and haven't looked up since. So, uh, yeah, man, it's been a real passion project and, and it's exactly what you said. It's a way for people to get the information they need without, um, running all over the place. And it's, it's a new website, right? Like we've, we've spent about eight months building it out. We're still adding features. We're still adding a ton of stuff. Uh, we're live. We're ready. We're, you know, we've got a, over a hundred listings on, on the website. Now we're, we're looking to keep expanding that, but, uh, it's, it's something that will only get more and more fine tuned. Um, you know, it's very important for us to be a part of the outdoors community and to build that community vibe and, uh, and have people giving good input, whether that's from their listings or, uh, you know, or from leaving reviews. You know, this is, this is where, you know, the, the characterization of the properties by the outdoors pursuits lends itself to a really powerful review system for, for people that are wanting to go and do these outdoors things. For sure. Um, the example I always give is like, you know, St. Thomas Island, Georgia, where I'm from, somebody can tag their, their property with black Marlin down here. Right. But you, it's only going to take a couple of reviews to figure out, Oh, there's not actually black Marlin uh, off of St. Simon's Island. <laughs> right but, off the dock. <laughs> right, right, right. That's right. Bottom fish for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the story of Outdoors by Owner and, and how we, how we got started and man, it's, it's been a whirlwind, um, coming up on a year here. So it's been fun. Man, that's super cool. I, it's just, if and, and this podcast is a lot of do-it-yourselfers. A lot of guys that are listening to this, yeah, you'll book some guides and you'll go some places and, you know, stay to lodge. Uh, I'm sure some people do that. But a lot of these people that are listening to this podcast are people who want to go and figure it out themselves and do it themselves. But there's part of it that, that you know, the part that you don't want to have to figure out and think too much about is like, where are we going to stay? Where's going to be good access for what we want to do? I mean, there's countless hours. I think of so many hunting trips and fishing trips I've planned where I'm sitting there just on Google earth and Airbnb and, you know, just generic rental property websites and trying to figure out where to stay. That's close to, you know, like I went up to Cape Cod this past year and we see duck hunted up there and it took me like five days of searching to find an Airbnb with a freaking garage. Like, no one listed a garage, like, because it's not really important to most people that are just vacationing, but to someone who has a bunch of outdoor gear with them, like, even if you're going out of the Keys and you wanted to park your boat in a garage or, you know, or Georgia and you wanted to be able to put it underneath a house or something like that, those are just key things that are not very hard to figure out if a normal rental property has it, but through outdoor by owner, it's something that's just right there that you can search for and be able to figure that out, which is just really, really cool, and, and I think it just takes a lot of that that headache and, and leg workout and lets you focus on, on the hunting and the fishing and the outdoor activities that you want to do and not have to worry yeah. about, about the, you know, the, the, that kind of stuff. I mean, I can't imagine the back end work to get all this stuff built out because there's so many little, little details and, and whatnot. And it's really cool how the website is just so intuitive and you can easily dial in exactly what you want to find in, in a property, in a rental, uh, which is really neat. And you, and it's not just fishing and hunting. What else does it kind of, you know, cater to as far as outdoor activities? Yeah. So, um, really anything and everything, um, you know, I guess hunting and fishing were, were sort of the, the mainstays whenever 
we came up with the idea. And then as I sort of, as I started going through and looking and doing my research, um, you know, I also do a lot of mountain biking and hiking and camping and uh, just anything outdoors. I, I love birding. I love going and watching birds. Um, almost as much as I'm liking going and hunting them. So, <laughs> right. uh, it, it, we really cater to all of those, um, all those pursuits. And so it, you know, hiking, biking, uh, kayaking, canoeing, just your general paddle sports. Um, you know, stargazing is one of our pursuits that's on there and which may seem crazy, but, there's so many folks that uh, they just want to get out of the cities and, and go look at an awesome night sky. Um, so we, yeah, we, we filter our properties over uh, a light pollution map. And um, you know, if it's, if it's a place that's relatively dark, we'll suggest to the owner that they, they tag it as being appropriate for stargazing. So uh, yeah, really, really everything. And, and that list will uh, scuba and snorkel. Um, Kind of, kind of everything that's in the outdoors world, and we'll continue to to add to that list, and uh, you know, probably at some point delete some things. But we just want to have a really user friendly experience. Um, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned kind of the the do it yourself mentality of your listeners, and uh, you know that's that's why this is such a great partnership with y'all. Is that that's really who we cater towards is uh you know we're inclusive of anybody but we we want folks that uh that love to go out do things themselves and uh you know i, I kind of said that the our articles give that thirty thousand foot perspective and then we we kind of get the owners and the listings to give down to about fifteen thousand feet and really, you know that that's kind of in my experience about all the help that uh, that the do-it-yourselfer wants, right? Like right. they they don't want to know exactly what shell bed to go, you know, throw what lure at to catch the the redfish or the trout. You know, part of that is there, there's already such a learning curve anytime you go somewhere new, right? And that's that's part of what's fun about it. And so we just try and take away the the headache parts that that aren't fun, for sure. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so much more special when you get out there and figure out, you know, any type of hunting scenario or fishing scenario yourself. I mean, it's. I like to be pointed in the right direction to know I'm not completely wasting my time, but but to get into a new fishery or to go hunt somewhere new and and get out there and like I, I think about. I haven't been on like a big trip in a while. We've had we've been in a little kid stage. Um, so like that Cape Cod trip last year was like my my. I used to go on like ten fishing trips a year, and that doesn't really happen anymore right now. But. Um, my the Cape Cod trip was it, you know you could go up there we could have spent less money and gone up there and booked a guide for a few days but to us it was so much more fun to go up there and have no clue what we were doing go go ride around find birds figure out flight paths you know figure out when to set up where to set up how to set up what we needed to do for could we hunt out of the boat do we need to hunt off the bank do we need to hunt a layout boat like that that's the kind of I feel like in in the fishing world of this podcast I mean that's what we want to do like we want to be pointed in the right direction everyone's here to learn but I want to, like the listeners and myself, we want to get out there in a new place and figure out, you know, figure it out ourselves. Not not necessarily pay someone to, to take us to the fish, but to kind of get pointed in the right direction. And I feel like it's more valuable that way. I feel like 
as an outdoors person, you respect, uh, you know, a, a fishery or, you know, a place that you go hunt or a, a, a bird or a type of bird more when you earn it yourself. You know, it's, it, there's more respect there and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel, you, you kind of see what I'm saying there? No, I, I see exactly what you're saying. And you know, that, that tugs at my heartstrings because that's, that's how I am. Um, you know, there, there's a spot for everybody though. So, you know, I, I think that, I think that it, it does think that the do it yourself or, um, just has a really deep connection with the places that they go visit. And, you know, you might go somewhere one time, but, but you're going to go through, through hell and high water to, to figure out exactly, you know, where the schools of fish are, where, where the birds are moving or, or whatever that is. Right. And so it just becomes this, like, when you've gone out and done it yourself, to me, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of pride that goes into it. Yeah. There's a ton of respect for the, the fishery or the the area um and it's just a, a whole nother level of of you know being a part of that that outdoors community and that uh that that fishing world and getting um getting some really great experiences uh and like like you'd probably agree you know if i go somewhere on my own and i you know catch a few fish i'm going to be just absolutely stoked uh whereas if i go somewhere and, and take god out you know I, I kind of expect to catch fish and so it's just kind of a different mentality all the way through and and i i, I do think there's a a place for all of it um, definitely you know, i do realize some, i am probably putting myself out of business with this conversation too but as, yeah, as yeah. Fishing. Who needs a guide? Who needs a guide, bro? Just, it is just. really important, though, to also book a guide and and tip well. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, there you I, go. There, I, there's I would the rather I would rather do it yourself. And if someone wants to come do it themselves, I fully encourage that. I think there, there's something special about it. But nothing wrong with a guide either. Some guides are pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. Do you have so? Do you have a specific listing that's your favorite that y'all have on there as far as a fishing destination goes? Oh man, I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, I guess we've got stuff up and down the Georgia coast. I, I love the Georgia coast. Um, we're adding some more uh, right here before the new year. Um, I think one of the coolest places we we've got some listings coming along is. Uh, this little island is called Sapelo Island. Um, it is largely a state-run wildlife management area, oh, wow. and it's got a, it's got some houses uh, on the interior. If the history of that island, it, it would take hours to tell, but uh, it's accessible either by ferry or by private boat, and uh, it is it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, as far as fishing pressure goes. And so the, the, like I, when I go to Sapelo, you know, half the time I'll just take the ferry over and fish from the bank. Um, awesome, awesome fly fishing and some of the inlets that pop out right to the ocean. Um, great redfish, great flounder fishing, lots of sheep's head, uh, and just on this totally unadulterated island, uh, that is, Largely a, a pretty well kept secret. Um, so in Georgia, I, I love that we've, we've got some Saplo, uh, properties coming online. Um, in Florida, 
I, I'm real partial to uh, the Forgotten Coast, Panacea, Apalachicola. Super cool. Um, yeah, just a, a great, great. Really, yeah. It's it's called Forgotten Coast for a reason. It, it's a it's just an hour south of Tallahassee. Super accessible from several airports. Um, a super accessible drive. Like even even from you, it's just kind of a a straight shot down and over. Uh, and I I love fishing over there. They've got a great. They've just got a, a great inshore fishery um, and a, a lot of good untapped tarpon fishing. They've got good triple tail fishing. Uh, and, of, of course, they, they have a, a lot of uh, waterfowl hunting in that area. So uh, I, I do love our, our Forgotten Coast properties. Um, but really, man, I guess the, the crazy thing about starting this company is uh, I've I've learned about so many places and am just really scratching the surface on going to visit them. You know, I've kind of fished around, uh, all the, all the coasts in the Southeast, but now I'm really kind of penetrating down into these small little communities that, you know, even if they're a couple hours from me, I'd never heard of them. Um, and it's been really cool to see these, these towns that, you know, some of them are kind of lost in time. You know, you pull in and it feels like you're in the 1960s or, you know, some of them are, are super modern and just, some of them are just vacation towns that people go to, but have tremendous fisheries around them. Right. Um, so it, it's a little bit of everything. And, and that's, you know, one of the things we, we try to cater towards is, is there is something for everyone, whether, you know, you're going on a, vacation with the family and are going to have a couple days to fish you might as well be out of a, a house that you can uh, facilitate that or if you want to go to a super rustic backwoods spot um you know we can we can do that too and and i guess along those same lines you know when we go when we get into an area um obviously you know we've got a two-sided marketplace so Owners are free to list their properties with us. We we want to continue to get listings, but as we're targeting properties, um, we we kind of try to go for like twenty five percent of them being just really nice, you know, very n- nice, well appointed homes uh, that have those outdoors friendly amenities. Right. Uh, we we want to have like twenty five percent that are on the opposite end, you know, little, little fish camps. Um, you know, we've got some that are like $35 a night up in, up in the North Georgia mountains that are super rustic, but on awesome, you know, trout fishing streams. Right. Uh, and then kind of the, the other 50% is, is kind of the, the average house for the area. So, uh, we want to, we want to make this a platform that is inclusive to everybody. Um, and not cater to to one group or the other. For sure. I think, yeah, there's just so many places that, golly, it's almost like there needs to be a tab like the place you've never heard of. Like you click on that on the OBO website, and it's like the little secret, little hidden little towns that have incredible fisheries or good hunting that no one's ever heard of. Because there's still places out there, you know. It seems like everything's blown up nowadays, and there's no secrets, but there's still secrets. There's still some little little niche places, and, that whole forgotten coast, man, that's really, really cool. So the duck hunting down there is pretty, pretty solid, huh? It is. It is. 
it, so kind of all around the big bend of Florida um, and then stretching really all the way across the, the Gulf into Texas is uh, there's these giant pockets of, uh, of redheads that, that winter down there. Um, the Forgotten Coast is, is an awesome wintering ground. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite places to go. A lot of that's because it's, you know, a three hour drive for me and it's, you know, super accessible. The, it's, the tides are pretty easy to get around. The area is pretty easy to get around. And, uh, man, there's just something about seeing three or 400, um, redheads come into a decoy spread that, uh, it gets me going. Yeah, that I feel like even if you've never even heard of duck hunting, that would get you going. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Pretty, pretty awesome. Um, yeah, we we uh we need to, I need I want to go on that trip with you one day down there. To, I've always wanted to hunt Florida for redheads. I've never done it, but it's it looks it's, like uh, cool area. It is, it is, and you know, uh, I think any waterfowl hunter will appreciate that most of the time you're in in short sleeves, uh, waders and short sleeves, and it's uh it's not brutal cold. So it's, right. a, it's a nice little refresher. That's super cool. And, and the fishing probably at the same time is pretty good. Like you could go shoot your birds in the morning and go fish in the afternoon. Do you ever do that? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, the, there's a great fishery down there and it, it gets some decent pressure, um, during the summer and fall months, but it, it's really untapped in the wintertime. Uh, cool. And, and, you know, just like a lot of spots, uh, at least down where we are on the Georgia coast, uh, and, and most of North Florida where I fish pretty heavily, you know, as the water cools off, the artificial bite turns on, um, For sure. you know, summertime, summertime down here, it's, you can catch some sea trout on artificials, but you know, by and large, your, your best bang for your buck is, uh, is on live bait. And then when that water cools off, it, it kind of flips and, uh, there's some awesome artificial fishing to be done all through that forgotten coast in the wintertime. That's, that's super cool. Um, I mean, I think it's just exciting you guys, if y'all haven't, you know, go and check out outdoor by owner. It's just a really, really cool way to find a, a great rental property. Um, and I'm excited, man. I, I'm so excited to go check out some of these properties and, and be able to stay in some and fish and, uh, it's definitely going to be how I'm, I'm planning our trips from now on. Cause Hannah's always my, we always go to Isla Mirada. Like we've been, we, we go down there, we fish a little bit, we hang out, but like she, and that's because I love Isla Mirada, but Hannah's all, my wife's always wanting to go to new places and different places. And I've just kind of found my little pattern down there, but I feel like this, you know, throughout our owner, I'll be able to find what I'm looking for so much easier in other places. I'm just always nervous to go somewhere else because I'm like, I know exactly what I'm getting if I go here. But I feel like throughout a owner, you're kind of it's going to provide that for me to be able to to find that that outlet and that that ability to have a family vacation and be able to have some quality fishing right out the back door as well. So I think that's uh that that's just super huge. And also being able to include the stargazing, I can get the romantic fishing trip all in one package. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's 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 all the advertisement we need, man. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly right. You know, we we want to make it accessible uh for people to go and do these new trips and that that's kind of the foundation of the whole thing and you know we there's obviously like some concerns about uh about exposing these kind of un untapped un you know covered up gems 
that do exist that people don't know a whole lot about. But, uh, you know, I, I think that the mission of Outdoors by Owner is, uh, is to kind of expose all of these, expose everywhere that, that you can go and accomplish um, whatever your pursuit is that you're looking for. And, and by, you know, really expanding people's view and not just going to the same places over and over again, I, I think there's a, I think it's going to lead to a lot less pressure um, on all places generally. Right. So, so, you know, there's the same amount of people that are going to be fishing. Let's spread them out a little bit. And, you know, that, that kind of speaks to something we hadn't talked about with outdoors banner. And that is, you know, conserving our wild and natural places, right? Like that's, that's foundational to our business. Um, We, we don't want to exploit places. We don't, you know, we want to, we want to promote places. We want to have, um, the stakeholders in those places be on board with us, whether that's outfitters or guides or, you know, the, the folks who own the rental homes. And so, you know, from a, a boots on the ground perspective that, you know, becoming a part of their community is really big. And then conservation in general, um, the company gives back a hundred percent of our profit from merchandise sales, uh, to conservation groups. And then we give 5% of our profits um, from the rentals back to conservation groups. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a big part of our mission is making sure that these places exist, not for us to go see them, but, you know, so that our kids and our grandkids will, will have the same opportunities at the same tail and redfish. For sure. I think that's so cool, man. And, and something every business should be thinking about, especially if you're an outdoor related business. Is, is how can I how can I use this platform, this business, this group of people to to leverage a conservation stance on something that I care about in the outdoors? It doesn't have to all be the same thing, but if we all, you know, spend a little bit of our profit, put a little bit of our profits towards something we're passionate about in the outdoors, I mean, I think it would make a huge, huge help. And it's easy to complain, it's easy to whine about something that you know we want changed, but uh, you know, it, it's it's much harder to actually go and do something. So. Um, I think that's super cool that y'all are doing that and um, a really good reason to go, you know, you go buy a shirt or a hat and it's going to go, go to straight to conservation, every bit of it. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, uh, we, we hope that, you know, the 5% that we give back from our rentals is, is just the starting point. You know, it's one of those things that I, I would love to love to just keep increasing that year, year over year. Um, it, it means a lot to me. I've always, been engaged in the uh in the conservation community and, and giving back to giving my time and, and money and uh and my insight uh to any conservation group that'll that'll have me i spend you know anytime i'm not working on outdoors boner I'm, I'm generally helping out with uh one of the, the conservation groups that i serve so uh, cool. it, it's near and dear to us and and it's something that will We'll never go away from the the platform. Yeah, man, that that's awesome. That is super awesome. I'm excited to uh, to be working with y'all this year and uh, and having some more conversations like this. And um, if someone wants to rent a house through Outdoor by Owner or, or search those properties, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so uh, the website is um, 
go-obo.com. And uh, that'll take you to the, the main page and you can explore from there. You know, look, look up properties by activity, by species, um, by location, or, you know, just by date. So it, it's got some of the rudimentary filters. Uh, if, if you know that you're going to be traveling somewhere for 4th of July, you can just uh, type in the availability and uh, just look there. You, if you know that you're going to be somewhere um, either on vacation or a work conference or whatever and want to flip out for a couple of days of fishing, um, you, you can search by location. Or if you know you, you want to search by, by species or inshore fishing or whatever, uh, whatever tickles your fancy, you can hop on and search that way. Uh, and, and all of that's kind of spread throughout the website. You can get to our search. It's right there in the, in the front of page. Um, and then all the resources kind of come down below that. Uh, our blog posts, uh, our experience based posts, which again are those sort of regional breakdowns of places. Uh, but yeah, go-obo.com will get you, get you going. Heck yeah, man. Well, well, thank you so much. I know the listeners are going to be stoked to go check that out. And, um, definitely, uh, if, if people want to buy a shirt or a hat or anything like that, is that going to be through that website as well to go to show? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. If you click on the, the resources tab, um, there, we've got a little merch tab, uh, in there. Uh, we're currently doing that through a third party. So it'll link you out to, to our provider there and we'll be bringing that in house, um, in the next couple months here so but yeah just go to resources and merch and uh order you an outdoors by owner shirt or hat and we'll uh we'll cut a check to a conservation group that's easy as that that's super easy Uh, you know you get a little something for yourself and you get to give a little at the same time it's pretty sweet that's right well man thank you so much for hopping on talking fishing talking oboe with me uh i know we're going to be having more conversations like this and hopefully on a boat together soon doing some fishing um but man like I said, you guys, this is Clement. Uh, he and from Georgia with Outdoor by Owner. Man, is there anything, any last words you want to share with us before we pop off? No, man. I'm I'm just stoked to have the opportunity to work with you this year, and, and really looking forward to it, Jeff. Definitely, man. Well, thank you so much, and guys, thanks for checking out this episode of Eastern Current, the very first one for 2023, and we will see y'all next week. Goodbye.